This is a summary of the first Sikha the Sikha is Chelek Yud. This is a Rashi Sikha, so we're just going to look at the Pasuk as it's become illuminated and understood through the words of Rashi as explained by the Rebbe. And we're looking at the first episode in Chai Sada where Avram Avinu wants to buy a burial plot for his beloved wife, Sada, who just passed away. And the people of Chais, they offer Avram Avinu whatever caver he wants, and they tell him that we're not going to charge you anything. No one's going to stop you, take whatever you want, no charge, take it. To which Avram Avinu responded, and said that he seems to respond to the two things that they said. They told him you could bury wherever you want. What does Abraham Avinu say? He wants Mara Samachpela. And then he goes on and says, Give it to me for the Kesef Mali. And if you'll notice closely, if you notice, if you pay attention, you'll see something very interesting. He repeats the word, Give it to me. He says, Give me Mara Samachpela. And then he says, Give it to me for Kesef Mali. Yitnanali. He repeats the word Yitnanali. Why? Because he's actually responding to the two points that they made. Point number one is what did they say? They said that bury her wherever you want. He says, No, I have a particular location I'd like to bury her in. Point one. Point B, you say that you're not going to charge anything. I insist on paying. I insist. The Kesef Mali Yitnanali. Now comes a question how do you translate the words Kesef Mali? Mali literally means full. Full, like a full cup. Kes, right? Kois Mali. Mali Birkas Hashem. Mali, full. Question is, what does it mean, full? What full money. What's full money mean? So I could have easily translated it. The money itself is complete, is full. What does it mean for money to be complete? Very simple. Because in the olden days, currency was it was it was actual it wasn't a promissory note it wasn't dollar bills it wasn't credit cards it was the actual thing you know if part of the if part of the coin is missing it's a less valuable coin besides the fact that it was very common to mix different materials into a coin so you have the you know the the very valuable material the silver over here we're talking about chesef for example chesef for example so you mix that with let's say six parts of copper or whatever so the so he, he could say, I'm going to give you a, a, a full coin, a complete kesef, complete kesef. Maybe that's what he means. The kesef is complete. The problem with saying that, however, is that if so, you're not really responding to what the Bnei Chais said, because the Bnei Chais were offering it for free. And you're offering full coins as opposed to incomplete, incomplete coins. That's not a response. In a negotiation, a person's, if a person is saying, I'm going to give you at a discounted price, and you say I'm going to pay you the full price, or or I'm going to pay you, you know, with the with the fullest coin. That's a response. But if a person says I'm going to give it to you for free, and then you say, oh, you know, I'm going to give it to you for, uh, the, I'm going to make sure that the coins are complete. There's a there's a kind of a lack of a response to what the person is saying, and therefore, Rashi prefers to actually translate the word complete money, full money, is not going on the money being full. The, every object in the world has its price tag, how much it, it, it costs, its full value. So it's going on the field, right? He says, I'm going to pay you the full value, the full price of the field in Kesef. That's how to translate it. Now, I, it should be obvious to, 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 to the listener that he could have 
you know, we could have pushed it and said that he's that he's being a double point. He's saying, not only am I going to pay you, I'm going to pay you in full in, in in full currency. Okay, it would be more difficult, but it's possible. So actually, we see from elsewhere in Tanakh that you can't translate like that because by David Amalek, by David Amalek, when he uh, when he tried uh, when he was buying the uh, when he wanted to buy. The Harabayas from uh, Aravna Hayavusi, he told him, I want to buy it, Bechesef Male, he used the same terminology, the exact same words, and he said, Loi Bechinam, right? I refuse, Vahalis Eilachinam, I refuse to take it for free. Mamish, the same sentence. And again, over there, it's even more clear than here. I refuse to take it for free, and rather, I'm going to make sure the coins aren't complete. That's not that's not the context of the discussion. Therefore, it makes more sense, like we just translated before, that the translation is I'm gonna pay you the full price for the item, the chesef male, as opposed to not. Ad Khan, this is on a very simple level, the, how the Rebbe translates the Pasuk with Rashi and Father. Now let's go let's go deeper. We know there's always deeper layers of meaning, especially when you're dealing with Rashi. Very profound layers of meaning. There's an argument to be made. That already at this point, Eretz Yisrael already belonged to Avraham Avinu. Big argument to make. It's actually a very big discussion. It's a very complicated question. A few times in the Torah, it says in the past tense, Hashem says, "I gave the land to Avraham. I gave it." On the other hand, you could say that it means I gave it. That Hashem is promising it is it's as if it's it's done already. You know, it's as good as as given already. There are places where it implies that it doesn't belong to him. In this week's parsha, there's a Rashi that implies it does belong to him. Rashi says in the Pasuk, Avram Avinu tells them, I'm a sojourner and a resident with you. What's the double expression? And they contradict each other. Are you a sojourner or are you a resident? And Rashi says that if you're willing to pay, if you're willing to give me the kever, that I'm, that I'm willing to pay and, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wanderer, I'm a sojourner. But if you, you don't want to give it to me, it's mine by right. The land belongs to me. Eretz Yisrael belongs to me. This seems to be taking the approach more that the land actually belongs to Avram. Fine. But let's go with that understanding. Let's go with that understanding, which is a very likely understanding of Rashi, a very powerful idea. The whole land belonged to Avram Avinu. Fine. Assuming that way of learning, which is very possible that Rashi learns, why did he insist on paying top dollar? If they want to give it as a present, as it is, it belongs to them, even without them giving it as a present. And the answer is, becomes clear from the episode with David HaMelech and the Beis HaMikdash, that he insisted on paying top dollar. Why? Because he said, you have, I want you to have no shaykhs to the Beis HaMikdash whatsoever. And by the way, the halacha goes till, you know, that's the halacha in the Rambam, in the Gemara, for all generations, that we don't accept any donations from Gentiles, from Goyim, for the Mizbeach, for the Beis HaMikdash, even, from Yerush, even for Yerushalayim. Because it only belongs to the Jewish people, and we want them to have no shaykhs there whatsoever, no connection whatsoever. And therefore, David Amalek basically told him that even though it really belongs to me because I conquered it. And we know that when you conquer something, it belongs to you. We, that's that's th- found throughout Chumash. It's a, it's, a, it's a source of acquisition. It's a legal source of acquisition. Um, if, if all the societies of the world agree on it, that might be a, 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 a caveat for, for, the, for it to work. But that's how it works. You find throughout Chumash. Even last week's parish, Parshish Lech Lecha, that the king of Stein basically tells Avram that all the booty 
all the spoils belong to you because you conquered it in war and everyone gave up hope on it. So it's yours. So there's the concept. So really, the, the Harabayas belong to David HaMelech already. Furthermore, our Rav Nahayavusi was offering it to David HaMelech for free as a present. He says, no, I insist on paying full down, full price. Why? Because he wanted him to have no shaykhs to it whatsoever. Apparently, even through conquering it, the person could conquer it back. There's still some kind of relationship, some kind of connection. Even if the person gave it to you as a present, he, he retains a, a connection to it. He gave it as a present. He, he insisted on paying every penny for its entire value, so to have no shaykhs whatsoever to Arab Nahibusi. And now we understand why Abrabinu, who's now beginning the conquest of Eretz if you really think about it, this is the first land, the piece of Israel, which is going to Abrabinu, he insisted, he wanted them to have no shaykhs there whatsoever, he insisted on paying the full value. And what does this mean spiritually, this idea of paying the full value? It's very powerful. It's that even if something belongs to you, and many things in life could belong to us, we could have things in our life. We could have tremendous talents. We could have tremendous abilities. We could have tremendous accomplishments. We learn a lot of Torah. We do a lot of mitzvahs. We could have a wonderful relationship with somebody. Right? We have many things in life. Says the Torah, says Avraham Avinu and Dovra Melech. Dovra Melech wanted to build a house for Hashem, the Beis HaMikdash, the Har Habayis. He says the only way for it to be real, I could have it and then I could really have it. As long as you didn't invest in it, you didn't pay for it, didn't pay top dollar, you didn't work hard, it's not really yours. It looks like it's yours, but you're, you're, you're only scratching the surface. And until you actually invest in it, you're not truly the balabas, the owner. You don't really own this portion of the world. It's not really yours. It's not really avoidant. The Zoya says that as long as there's no hard work, anything which is for free has nothing to do with Kedusha. The world of Kedusha, it's not free. You work hard and you internalize it and, and you connect with it. And that's how you build a home for Hashem through the, through the hard work, through making it a reality. Hashem is real. We're not going to fool Hashem with the externalities. There has to be the hard work. It has to be real. You have to strive. And if it comes easy, that means you're not reaching your potential because your potential is so much greater than this easy level that you're holding at. Only, right, when does the fire begin to burn? When the wick begins to give. Something has to give. Something has to give. And that makes it a reality, and that's the true connection with Hashem. There's one final point that Rebbe makes that I want to mention. Um, uh, there's a famous Sheva uh, Baruch speech, if you will, that people, uh, that I've heard before. And uh, it's Mamish, uh, it, it really arises out of the Rebbe, this this Sikh of the Rebbe, this Vart. Because basically... Um, there's a famous Gemara, there's a Gemara in Kedush, in where the Gemara discusses how do I know, learn the acquisition in general of money, that you pass money and then the, the, it's a transference of a field. And it learns it from a Pasuk, Sadeis Bakesef Yiknu. And Toysus asked the Kasha, he says, I don't understand, why don't you learn from this episode by Avram Avinu, by, by Maras Machpeli? You see that they transferred the money and the money and the field went to Toysus answers that a Goy. That uh, that basically being that a goy, it was a goyish, uh, it was a goy, it was goyim. Goyim, you can't learn out how the transfer of property because it's different laws by goyim and yidden for acquisition. That's Tyson's answer. The Rebbe says that I actually have a totally different answer. It's an amazing thing. The Rebbe gives a different answer based on this Rashi. And the answer of the Rebbe is that if we say 
that the field actually already belonged to Avram Avinu. And the only reason why he's spending the money is to take away any shaykhs whatsoever. That Aravna Hayavusi had to the field, that, 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 that Efrin Hachiti had to the field. Therefore, it's not really an acquisition in the same way that nowadays when we make an acquisition and we buy a field. And therefore you couldn't learn from it. That's the Rebbe's Vart. So now based on this Vart of the Rebbe though, a question could be asked. If you, uh, if you go back to, to the, uh, now it's not a real question because if you look in Taisus, there's an answer to this question. Um, Taisus Beis Amit Beis, the Rebbe sends you to it in, in note 37. But, it's still a very geschmacke answer. That basically, when the laws of marriage, we learn, how do we learn that um, uh, that uh, that you you get married through giving something of monetary value to a woman? You learn it from Kicha Kicha Mistayafren, right? The very first page of Mesach Kedushin. That the Vayika Cheshisha, a man takes a wife, and we say the same expression about taking the field of Maras Machpelah, and just like over there, it's through money. So here, so through, through here, it's money. And the question is that, based on what Rebbe just told us, that it wasn't you didn't really need to transfer anything because it already belonged to him. Then, and that's why you can learn out, generally speaking, the acquisition of money. So how could I learn out marriage from money? The answer is a beautiful answer. It says in the Shulchan Aruch that a woman says in benching, you gave me a bris. Well, since when does a woman have a bris? The Magen Avram brings down that that a woman is part of her husband and she's yoytze with her husband's bris. She's yoytze her mitzvahs with her husband's bris. And so to vice versa, the man's yoytze with his wife's mitzvahs that he doesn't do. Frech the says, I don't understand. That works for a married woman. What about an unmarried woman? And he answers that the truth is even if a woman's not married, she still has, the person has a, has a connection to the person who she's supposed to marry, who she's half of a nisham of someone else, plied lufa, and therefore she's still yates with that person. So basically, mezak, the zelbazach, we say the same thing over here, that it's mamish, we learn out marriage, mamish from Marasa Machpelah, because it's mamish the same thing, that really, it already belonged to Avram Avinu. All he has to do by giving the money is to reveal that the, that the field really belongs to him, and to remove any shaykhs of anybody else to, to, to the field. So it's the same thing, marriage, it works out very well that you learn it out from there. That by marriage, I don't really need to make a new acquisition of the woman from, from like Hefker or something. No, really already they have a shaykhist to each other. All he has to do is be Megal and reveal the connection that they already have. Anyways, this is a beautiful Sikh of the Rebbe, and that, this concludes the summary.